Hey, aloha, everybody. This is Jeff Reinbold. We are back with the Jeff Reinbold Show. I've got Michael McQuaid with me. Very, very special guest, Nick Ferguson, 10-year veteran NFL safety and uh, one of my all-time favorite guys. So we're going to chop it up a little bit today, and, and this is the first day that we've been able to get this done on, on Radio Row. Michael, you've been here all week. How's it been for you? Jeff, as I say in Ireland, and also Nick as well, Fulcher, this, like, I'll say this, this is your show. The support the both of you lads have given me and also over the last few years has been unbelievably heartwarming. It means the world to me. This is, look, it's the start of the show. We'll, we'll talk about this time the stress. And Nick, we'll talk to you in two seconds, but Jeff, it's good to see you, man. You too, my it's brother. It's good to see you. And we'll, we'll talk about Ireland in a bit. <laughs> we will, but uh, obviously Nick is here now. We've got a couple of guests. We've got hopefully another one coming to 3.30, Jeff, a guy that you work with uh -huh. very heavily. We don't want to give anything away, but this guy here, Mr. Denver, Mr. Nick Ferguson. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? You good? I'm doing spectacular. Jeff, go for it. This is your show, Nick, man. tell me, again, so that everybody understands, Nick and I go back an awful long ways. Uh, I coached him at, I guess, four different places, and, and uh, his story is an amazing one, and one that everybody should really know. And, and uh, the long, long story short, we'll get into his history, uh, but I wanted to bring Nick on as much as anything else to talk about you know, there's so much out there about NFL players, and, you know, I think sometimes we lose the focus on the fact that a lot of the players in the National Football League, Nick, are really good guys and are active in their communities and trying to give back. And you're here today as a part of a program that you've been involved with for eight years to help keep kids off drugs. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing with, with your program. Well, Jeff, you know me uh, really well, especially uh, growing up in the Miami area and dealing with poverty and crime and drugs. That was a big issue, and that was one of the major things that kind of really drove me as a kid of trying to escape my environment. So through the group I'm with now, drugfreeworld.org, I definitely go and uh, check that out. It allows me to travel around along with Marshall Falk and educate people on the dangers of drugs. Now. I'm not really telling people something they don't know, but we're breaking it down in a way that younger kids can actually understand because that's the biggest thing. Those younger kids are the ones that are being targeted, and the idea is if we educate those kids from a grassroots standpoint, we can make sure that when they're out and about in the world, they can make quality decisions. So that's basically what it, what it is about in, in a nutshell. And if you're a person that... Uh, cares about your life, our society, your kids, and your kids' kids, this is definitely a program for you. And here's, here's the great thing about it, Jeff. This program is absolutely free. Anyone who wants any of the material, the education, whether you are a parent or you are an educator, it is absolutely free. And it's free because outside donations allow this program to function the way that it is. And I'm, I'm just proud to uh, be a part of it. And, and I'll tell you this really quickly. Uh, the last time San Francisco played against Kansas City, it was in Miami. Marshall I Falk that. and I went to my high school. Now, me and him in front of 3,000 kids, <laughs> giving them this particular message, man. And, and it, it was awesome just to have Marshall uh, to be a part of it. And just kind of from an anniversary standpoint, we get Kansas City, and we get the 49ers in the Super Bowl again. Well, I think it's, I think there's a lot of serendipitousness to it. But Nick, you know, um, 
it's incredible that two guys with the profiles that you and Marshall Falk have, you know, take the time, give up, you know, give up yourselves to try and help, you know, create a better world. And, and uh, again, I think a lot of people got to understand these, these National Football League players, so very many of them are really, really good people, Michael. You hear about all the bad ones, and we always want to talk about the mistakes guys make. But there's a lot of guys like Nick Ferguson and Marshall Falk and all the other guys that are here doing good things. If you want to learn more about it, go to www.drugfreeworld.org. And, again, you'll, you can uh, help enlighten yourself and, and hopefully help, help a child. Now, let's talk a little football, and I, I Jeff, think... can we not? I mean, he's a, he's, he's a Denver guy. It's been a no, hard, no, no. It's been a hard few The weeks. thing that people don't understand, <laughs> and this is, a, this is one of the things... I, I see you trying to slide I, that in there. I, I have tried to, you know, I've tried to raise Nick since he was... I, I think I knew him when he was 23 for the first time. And I've tried to raise him up, but he never takes my advice. As a matter of fact, if I tell him to do this, he'll do that. And... He got an opportunity to get into coaching, and he was coaching with the 49ers. So you have a little bit of skin in this one, right? I do. You have a little I skin do. in this game. Yeah. I got to ask you, as a guy who's been in the locker room with Shanahan, who's you know watched John Lynch, who was a teammate of yours in Denver, put this football team together, are you pulling for the Niners in this, even though you're Bronco? In heart, of, heart. Of, of course. Uh, listen, I, I'm not uh, shy about that. I even put it on social media once uh, the 49ers uh, beat the Detroit Lions. Where is I, the I, loyalty? Where is the loyalty to the AFC? I mean, Shanahan's Shana son well, as well. well. Okay, okay. Let me put it to you this way. All right, right before the 49ers played the Green Bay Packers, I happened to be sitting in the home of uh, maybe a coach. You know, who I, Hall of Fame coach, <laughs> who uh, I had played for. And we were talking about these very 49ers that find themselves in the Super Bowl. And I was asking him to kind of break down what are the some most important characteristics of a quarterback. And he started talking about Brock Purdy. And he said that both he and Kyle had a conversation that, look, when Trey Lance was there and Jimmy was there as well, that Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, was probably the better quarterback. And just think, two years later, the kid is in the Super Bowl, and he could have been in the Super Bowl last year if he did not get injured. So my thing is when we start to look at quarterbacks from here on out, I think the NFL should take a different approach as far as how they evaluate quarterbacks because we often hear about, well, oh, it's, it's a quarterback's arm strength and that arm talent. No, to hell with that. It's about what you have above the neck and the confidence that you have. So Brock Purdy was overlooked because he didn't have all the NFL measurables. But watching him on the field and watching him work, when you hear a guy like Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan and even Jed York said he was surprised when Kyle, I remember he, he, he asked Kyle, well, hey, what's going on with the quarterback position? And Kyle said, you know what? I think our third team quarterback is our best quarterback. Well, you know, Nick, you experience this in your career because you came into the National Football League as a free agent yes. right you were cut in Cincinnati had to play in two other leagues the CFL and NFL Europe to get an opportunity to play enough to get back and finally make a team and then have a 10-year career but there's a thing that I think Brock Purdy suffers from and it's it to me it's outrageous but it it's fact it's called entry bias how you yes. get into the league so much paints how you're viewed by the mass 
the mass media in number one and in some cases even your peers because when you come up the hard way when you're the last player picked or you're a free agent you always kind of have that hanging over your career now that cannot be I mean you look at Brock Purdy's numbers and put him up against anybody's numbers including Patrick Mahomes this season and you've got to say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League but yet Cam Newton and all of these guys have a it's almost like they have a personal agenda against the kid because all he's done is win I don't think it's a it's a personal agenda it goes against the tradition of what we've been told a quarterback should look like and should go out there on the field and produce and what it's doing is not only affecting guys like Cam who were guys who were drafted in the first round it is forcing the NFL as a whole to reevaluate their evaluation process because it's always like well you know I, I remember playing for uh, the Denver Broncos and then coming across some of the Jets uh, coaches and Mike Tannenbaum and the question was like okay well what happened with Nick well how do we miss out on Nick and the idea was they overlooked me based on a set of rules that said that a safety is supposed to be able to look like this run like this and have these measurables and the idea is you got to reevaluate that and that's why Brock Purdy is resetting that and that's why he's getting so much criticism well, I, I remember when we brought you I, I'll tell this story to the fans Jerry Venisi was the head personnel guy in, in Chicago and at the time Nick played in NFL Europe each club was responsible for allocating a certain number of players into NFL Europe that's how the talent pool was established in NFL Europe Jerry Venisi from the Brown from the excuse me from the Bears called us during the NFL Europe draft and said hey we need to allocate a say a defensive back because the the the, bonif the, the benefit excuse me for mm -hmm. the for the teams was if they send a defensive back well then they get an extra defensive back in training camp all the way up to final cuts so I said uh, we sat around the table and Galen Hall was the head coach he said Hey, does anybody know of a defensive back that might, you know, that, we, that the Bears might be interested in signing? And I brought, I raised my hand and I said, I got a kid that I had in, in Winnipeg and I think he's a great kid and I, you know, and so Venisi's on the phone and, and we said, Nick Ferguson, and he goes, uh, where's, you know, he wanted more background. I said, well, I don't know what he's going to be because he's not fast enough to be a corner and you're going to look at him and say he's not big enough to be a safety. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a hard time cutting the kid. And they actually, they actually, Mike, called us back two days later and said, "Now nah, we're not going to sign him because we don't know what he, you know, he's not, he's, he's exactly right. He's too, he's not a corner. He's too stiff. He doesn't run, does, you know, da, 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 da. And his safety, you can't play a 5'11", 205-pound safety. And they couldn't get anybody else. And so they signed him and sent him to NFL Europe, and they went back to the Bears. But he just needed to play and make enough plays to break down that entry bias, that thing that said, Nick, you, you were one of the greatest tacklers I've ever been around, right? And yet, and yet, you were 5'11", 205 pounds. You, did, you defied the number. You weren't Steve Atwater. 
but you hit like Steve Atwater. Well, here was the thing about it. It's, it's like anything that we do, uh, the time that you put into develop that, developing that skill set, you end up being, mastering that skill set. Tackling was something that I knew that a lot of coaches did not coach and they didn't coach it well. And a lot of guys in the polls, even though they were professionals, did not excel at that particular aspect of the game, which is part of what you do. Which is probably pisses you off every Sunday when you watch, <laughs> yes. when you watch TV. Yes. I'm, I'm, listen, real, real talk, my family don't watch football with me <laughs> because they say, dude, you, they, my wife calls me pausomatic because she's like, you're constantly pausing the television, going back, because every time something happened, I feel as though I have to teach them, like, see see what happened? This guy didn't do this. And really quickly, during the Baltimore-Kansas City game, there was a play where you had uh, Rasheed Rice on the right side and a cut split, and then you had Travis Kelsey in the cut split closely to the core, and I'm texting Herm Edwards, like, why are the Baltimore Ravens defenders not communicating? Right? I'm like, dude, communicate. Here, here comes the, 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 the shallow yeah, rub route, the, exactly. and they don't communicate it, and Kansas City converted. Now, I'm just yelling by myself, just, just with my hands moving, and I'm sure Herm was just like, could you please stop texting me? <laughs> can, can you please stop? But, yes, I do get a little upset watching. Nick, we've got, like, we've got 30 seconds. In a short answer, who needs this win more on Sunday, Brock Purdy or, or Shannon? I, I, you know what? It's not even the quarterbacks. I'm just going to say Kyle Shanahan because it, Kyle need this because if he doesn't get this, people are going to look at him like Marty Schottenhauer. Yeah. One of those coaches that always had great teams. They were always on the precipice, but they just couldn't win. So I'm hoping that uh, Kyle and John and that organization out there in the Bay Area get a championship. Nick, yeah, apparently we've been told you have to go. This is the joys of doing this live. Yeah. Eh? Thank, thank you for everything you've done. for. I mean, I know, I know for Jeff as well. And, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Hey, appreciate you guys. And listen, anytime uh, you know Jeff calls me, man, I'll be there. <laughs> Nick Ferguson, thank you so much. We're live, so it's going to be very rustic, and you got to just take it off and go, but it's all good, man. Hey, yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, Nick. We we, we really appreciate it, and I, I hope you have a uh, here, here all week or just today. Are you putting the mic on the talent I'm here all week, baby. I'm here all week. So, so I'll probably drop by again tomorrow. Yes, you See will. You soon, yes, See you will. Soon. Folks, Nick Ferguson, uh, I'll put, we'll, we'll put Nick's socials on, on the interweb. Thank you so much. So Jeff can uh, share it to everybody. I love it. And uh, thank you, folks, as well. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Sorry? Uh, I will give you a shot. He's live right now, so I will give you a shot. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you, it. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Good to see you. All the best, folks. Jeff, just you. Can you push over? Uh, Singleton? Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll go grab him. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Just you push a chair over a bit, Jeff. We're live, folks. I love this. And Jeff, you can just bring that chair as well and push it over as closely to you as possible. We're gonna we we're gonna sit here. You you say that we're gonna bring a couple of guests in. Is that a couple of very really cool guests that we're looking forward to? Just before we do that, Jeff, it's good to see you. It's good to see I, you. I, I and you know what? I it still bothers me that we were unable to get the Irish tour done and. I apologize to everybody and Michael, you publicly and and uh, I didn't tell you to say it. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just <laughs> telling you it's it's the way I felt because I had looked forward to that for so many months, and then all of a sudden an opportunity comes to go to the University of Hawaii and they're in they're going to have spring practice on those dates and you know I just you know it was really really an uncomfortable situation. Well, look, everything that was communicated. 
and I'm sitting here in front of you right now saying everything that was communicated publicly is what Jeff told me. And look, we're here right now, we're doing the podcast. You've that's, been extremely good to us, so I, I, I appreciate it as well. Right, right. We're going to keep going. Alex Singleton, join us. We're, we're live right now. Vince. Vince, come on over Where here. Where is Vince? Vince? We're, we're live right now, guys. So come on Vince, in. Vince, you're sit with me. This is the joys of the internet. All right. How are we doing? We good? Uh, there we go, my man. Ladies Hello, and gentlemen, we have a couple of really special guests now. Um, this is a guy that, uh, that I have known and competed against and had admiration for, for, geez, now, probably, what, eight years? Since Ten years almost? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost been a long 10. time. <laughs> Alex Singleton, uh, the middle linebacker for the Denver Broncos, um, ex-Philadelphia Eagle. And I, I got to say this, and I'm going to say this publicly. There is no more productive linebacker in the National Football League and hasn't been per play for the last four years than Alex Singleton. And to see the fact that here is a guy who went to Montana State, was not drafted, went to the Seahawks, you know, got cut, hung around on the practice roster, kept his dream alive by going to Canada and playing in the CFL for the Calgary Stampeders, winning the championship up there, and then taking a chance and going to Philadelphia and made the Eagles, and it was, now, and again, I know you don't like talking about yourself, but you were the most productive linebacker on that Eagles team when you were there and eventually ended up going to Denver, and it's really turned out for you in Denver, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, and you know that, so <laughs> thank you. Um, Alex, thank do you, you want to tell us uh, who you're here on behalf today? We've obviously got Vince as well. Vince, uh, as you say in Ireland, Falsha. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Well, yeah, we're here uh, with Special Olympics, and we're talking about uh, School of Strength Snack Zone. And uh, it's a nutrition campaign that just launched today, and it's uh, on my social media and all over Special Olympics social media. But it's, uh, you know, promoting, you know, healthy snacking and healthy eating for um, not just Special Olympic athletes, but I think for everybody, because everybody can be an athlete. And I think it, this program gives, you know, the game plan for how to how to eat healthy, how to live healthy, and you know how to how to portion control. Because a lot of people don't want to, you know, you don't want to give up your chips. But just know, instead of taking the bag, you know, just just take a you know a handful. And so it, that's what this you know, is is for. And so it's all yeah. Don't take the whole thing. Just, I, I will just have, have a little bit. I will have no potato slander on this podcast. Um, it's like ketchup chips. Yeah, exactly. There. That is an Irish staple right there. Yeah, so I, you got to know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Like, we'll, good, we'll give some to Vince. <laughs> Vince. What do you think? Merry right huh? Christmas. There you go. Man. I might have to have a little. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, yeah, yeah, Vince, why, why are you telling everybody about your uh, <laughs> your portion control? Why don't you yeah, uh, show little, us? A little portion control is probably... Half of this bag right here. Can you eat half of it and put the other half down? Do yeah, you have that kind I, of self-discipline? I, I could probably I don't. do that, yeah. I, I used to never <laughs> then, have that. Then, you, then you're, there, you're, you're in the minority at this table. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to tell you <laughs> that right now. Vince, do you, do you support the Broncos or do you support anything Alex? I'm I actually a big Eagles fan, Come so on. I watched Alex play, and we miss them there. Big time miss them here. The, the, when, when he left... There's there's no other linebacker that we could look up to get those tackles that we need, um, but I'm actually kind of happy that he is where he's at with the Broncos, uh, helping them drive out their uh, their organization. Um, I know that he's happy where he's at too, 
Um, it, it's pretty cool that he's playing uh, in the NFL and having the opportunity to meet him and then be uh, close friends uh, for the near future as well. So um, I know I'll be watching him wherever he goes. That's awesome. Alex, you want to talk about, if you would, um, your sister. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I can't, I, I won't be able to do it. But your sister is a heck of an athlete. And you and her have a very special relationship. Yeah, uh, you know, my older sister, Ashley, uh, was born in Down syndrome. And so, you know, that's how, what kind of brought me here, you know, with Special Olympics. You know, her entire life, uh, she's been competing in it. And so, you know, I've been, you know, blessed, honored, lucky, uh, thankful. You know, I've, I've gotten to be a fan my whole life. You know, I've gotten to be a volunteer some of my life. I got to, you know, coach her in some of my life. And I get to be an ambassador for this program. But, yeah, with the relationship that I have with her is the reason, you know, I get to have all this. And, you know, it's it's not even as much me. It's as much her. You know, she she's the reason, you know, I, I play the way I do, the reason I live the way I do. You know, always have a smile on my face because, you know, I've seen everything she's gone through. I see... I see what, you know, her and her friends just on a daily basis, you know, have to fight through to, you know, just live life and the smiles they all have and the passion they all have for life and sports is so easy for me to relate to, to just go, I also need to be doing that. So, you know, I, I, I take that and uh, every single day when I wake up to just, you know, live to the fullest, the, you know, the way that, you know, the way that she does and the way that she would. So, yeah. That's kind of. Did, did you get a chance to go to Germany with her? Was it the last year? Or, or no, we no? didn't go. No, but uh, no. Hopefully, hopefully the next one. <laughs> next time. So, no? Next time. Hey, I, I got to ask you a question. And we are, talked with Nick Ferguson previously, that you know, ex Bronco safety, and we were talking about Brock Purdy, and the the fact that for a guy who's hung the numbers that he's hung, there still seems to be a contingent of people that don't want to say he's one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's because of you and I share an agent, and he talked to me about your situation and how there's a thing, a phenomenon called entry bias. How you come into the NFL, oftentimes that's a label that gets put on you and can you know, affect the way that the media in particular looks at your career as you go through your career. I don't know if you played against Brock, but uh, you know, what's your impression as a as a starting middle linebacker in the National Football League of Brock Purdy? Yeah, we we played him in the preseason this year, uh, and it was you know when he was just coming off the elbow. I I think he's a really good player. You know, obviously he can't control the situation he's in. Yeah, he got put on a great team. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's good. You know, he, yes, you get every weapon, but you also have to know what to do with that. You know, there's been guys that have been there for years that has didn't do what he's been able to do with the guys that are on the team so I I think like you're saying you know people could say whatever they want he's obviously speaking for himself he's playing this Sunday and there's only two teams playing so he's doing everything the right way and his second year as a quarterback in this league it's hard I think it's a harder position what they have to know what they have to go through his development has been so fast it's been skyrocketed you know that you look at any quarterback whether the good or bad situations yeah. I think he's exceeded and like he exceeded what his potential was so you know he's resetting his floor and ceiling every single season so uh it, i sky's the limit for him all right i gotta ask you one one question 
because you know I'm a big Alex Singleton fan. And I'm watching you play against the Texans, and they call a run through, and you blitz, and the ball is thrown just, nah, just a little bit before you get there. And you proceed to continue and a little <laughs> bit of chin music to C.J. Stroud. And then he pushes back. Take let, let, what really went on? What were you guys talking about? Were you going to dinner after the game? Yeah, or what? You know, <laughs> no, no, it was nothing. You know, I thought it was nothing. The ref kind of came over and made it a thing. And then, you know, I got a penalty. It was kind of, I don't know. I think, you know. I was shocked, I'll be honest with you, because I've, yeah, I've watched you play a lot of football games and competed against you a lot of times. And as hard as you play, I've never heard you talk junk. I've never heard you, you know, I've never seen you shove yeah. guys or after the whistle or any of that other stuff. You play the game the way the game's meant to be played. But that one, I'm, I'm going, huh. <laughs> it was a fiery <laughs> afternoon. You know? it's, been, it's been a crack. That, that, text, that, was, that game was in Houston, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was sitting thousands of miles away, and I could feel the tension, man, just in front of the TV screen. Vince, I just read here, you live in Denver. So I'm presuming by this time next year you'll be converted by Alex into a Broncos fan. Actually, how is no, that? No, he's got. You got to hear it. How he, is that possible? You're an Eagles fan in Denver. I, it's just one of those things that I, when I grew up watching the Eagles, uh, I was never introduced to the Broncos when I was littler. Uh, my whole family is actually all over the place. Um, like my dad, he is a Vikings fan. My uh, mom's Broncos fan. My sister, Dulce, she's actually starting to opt out of the Broncos and to the Lions. Oh, um, front runner, huh? Uh, and then, <laughs> then my sister, Laura, grew up watching Tom Brady, so she loved the Patriots. And then um, Mary loves the Saints, and then Aaron likes the Seahawks. So it's it's been a... Uh, everybody loves their own teams, but I follow it way more than they do. So I, I look up to the, the players a lot, um, especially the ones that don't get much playing time. And they, I feel like they are the most underrated um, players on the roster. And, and then when they get the, have the chance to start, it's it's awesome because you're like I want to watch I want to keep watching those guys. And I know there's so many big guys out there. I know Jason Kelsey's one of the biggest guys out there. He is well known in Philly, but there's so many other athletes that do the work too. Well, if you like the guys that didn't play very much, you'd have really liked me. <laughs> All right, now we gotta get we gotta get down to it. I'm, we're gonna go. I gotta ask you oh, hold two on, guys. Hold on. I, wait, wait, hold wait, on. wait, wait, wait. We gotta. I gotta ask you two guys. Who are you gonna pick? Who's gonna win Super Bowl Sunday? So we uh we may have, we have a little bet going now. Not who you and Alex? Yeah. Uh oh. So <laughs> I want Kansas City to win close, but uh. We have a jersey swap, so I, I play on the unified switchbacks uh, team in, in Colorado Springs, and, and my number is number six, and his number is 49, so I think we may have to do a little bet on the side there. <laughs> I'm going to say go switchbacks, but you're not playing this weekend, so you you dodged my question. That was hard. That Who's was really win? good, Vince. <laughs> Who's going to win the game? 
the, the Chiefs. The, all right, Vince has called the Chiefs. Alex Singleton, your your call. I mean, I they're a rival. I can't. I'm not taking the Chiefs. I'm going <laughs> with the 49ers. <laughs> all right. I have to say, just before we let Alex uh, Alex go, Alex, just any message for any Broncos fans in the UK and Europe because yeah, I suck. On Christmas Eve morning, <laughs> Christmas Day morning. Uh, I was gonna for you, man. I was gonna for you guys. Uh, Twenty past four in the morning, going. I haven't been up here in four hours. Christmas going to be yeah. lost. <laughs> okay, look, next year should be better. We're, you know, I think we we showed stretches of how good we can be, and yeah. I think we we know how to win now. I think that was something. Cultures don't. Football games. Teams lose football games more than they win football games, yeah. and I think we were a team that lost football games and didn't win football games. But for a stretch, we found out how to win, and I think to be able to take that. And with the Chiefs being in this situation, how we were able to play them this year, knowing like, hey, we're right there. Just if we can put in the offseason, everyone come together, you know, go into the spring, have the second year under these coaches. You know, I think the sky's a little bit far, You know, I agree with you because I watched you. I was in the stadium for your Buffalo game. And what I saw was a team that ran the ball. You're physically tough. You can run the ball. A team that created turnovers on defense. And your special teams actually won the game for you. A couple big returns, oh, yeah. and then they hit the late field goal. And that's a recipe for success going oh, yeah. forward. Well, I'm just buzzing this guy plays for the team I support. I'm buzzing. <laughs> Even though if I am doing stuff for the Steelers, I'm going to get tired of it on social media. I'm buzzing. Alex, you're not – like, people don't see us off camera. Uh, like, if you email the taxi guy anytime you come on a Zoom call. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, just yeah. – and like that there as well. And just delighted that you're on the Broncos roster. And please, God, long with that continue. And – you're right, man. We're all going for the Niners, but my head says the Chiefs, and I'm giving away my pick three days over. Uh, Vince, here are some Irish poker chips. They're, they have no monetary value, but you can have some. <laughs> and Alex, I know you probably there follow you go, us. Too bad. So yeah. Merry Thanks. Christmas. Please don't make up for last night. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, specialolympics.org slash snack, snack hyphen zone. That actually launches today. today. And I'm nearly certain it's a worldwide website, so people in Ireland, UK, Europe, Go ahead as well. Yes, and people in Ireland, you, and if you want to know, 33% of Special Olympic athletes, so one-third of the participants that were at that World Games this year, do not eat vegetables or fruits. So wow. these messages need to get out, and I think it's everybody, you know, because I bet if you just took a, a world poll, 33, I bet more than that, don't have a vegetable or a fruit in a day. And so, yeah, get them out. I know in Ireland there isn't a lot of fruits and vegetables. Oh, there's, there's loads of potatoes. We'll get you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're gone. <laughs> we're gone. I do. I do. Yeah, that's like the that in between food, right? A potato's just kind of. Oh, they have. Uh, now, how do you know about that? <laughs> I will just finally say this. Um, I remember when I was younger, the only thing, only major tournament our island has hosted, or major event, was the Special Olympics World Games in Croke Park in the early 2000s. I remember as a young child, people staying at people's houses throughout the island both sides of the border and it was amazing so that's cool wish you lads the very very best man yeah, you're, you're, you're you. gonna be here next year <laughs> oh, yeah. in the press conferences but oh, yeah. And, yeah just hopefully awesome. yeah, yeah you guys won't be able to be on the road because you guys will be too busy at practices <laughs> <laughs> oh please god yeah any, any final words for alex before you go no i just thank you very much as always you know one of the really really good guys in the national football league and young man keep doing it all right all for right. those switchbacks. Yes. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. We're live. We're just going to keep going on, but uh, have a great day. And I'm sure we'll see you around in the next few days. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Snacks, though. Yeah. Eat healthy. Uh, eat eat uh, healthy. Right. You can take yeah. those tatas if you want them. Yeah. There'll be some Irish tea bags as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> they are, there, there you go. I got to have my Oh, oh, let's see. We've got something here. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Folks, Alex Singleton and Vince as well. Alex, man. 
have an off season. Enjoy yourself, yeah? <laughs> Come see us in Hawaii, man. See all you right. soon, man. All the best. God bless. Yep. Thank you. You better, you better bring him well. thank to you. Hawaii. We got plenty of room. Folks, you thank you very much. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Take care. Jeff, uh, that would probably do us today. Just, just, just very quickly. Anything you want to talk about about this game? You know, you've just landed. So people wonder, we haven't done a show because we haven't. Uh, you, you've just landed. I, I sort of prioritized this last week. We've been keeping this under wraps for a long time. And, Thank you for everything you've done to help us with this. Um, well, you know what? It's excited? fun. It's really fun for me to watch how much you're, you've embedded yourself in this community called the NFL. I mean, this is amazing. And you know, last last year, Mike, we we you know we sat there and you know it was almost like we were like two kids with there's Carl Eller and there's Jim McMahon and oh, yeah. there's Ron Jaworski. Like Deion Sanders walked past, and I was like, <laughs> what the actual? And now it's it's funny because. I come in here today, and you're walking, and then there's people going, well, there's Michael McQuaid. And nah, I'm there we go. Um, oh, no, like, I, I think I will sit. I'll probably sit next week, and I'll go, Jesus, what the hell was that? Yeah. This week has been unreal. Uh, and I have told people this. I'll say it publicly probably on Monday. I'm taking a month. And if, before you go mad, I told Henry Hodgson, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hank, who's looking dapper as always. Jeff, we're going to be back uh, tomorrow. Um, we don't, to be honest with you, we're not sure what time yet. Probably 3 p.m. Pacific, which is 11 p.m. I'm sorry, folks, in the UK and Ireland, but it's the best time to do it. Maybe do it earlier in the day if we get some time, but it's just, it's very, very busy. I will put in one last uh, question. Michael McGuckin says, what's chances of Rory Began and the other three guys making it in the NFL? I guess you missed the opportunity to meet those guys, Jeff, but I have to say, I'm very very impressed and I'm really saying it because we had the chance to chat to Pat McAfee earlier on yeah um, I, I think I, I really think with those kids that the opportunity is now available to them where they're going to get a legitimate chance and now it's one thing to go to camp you know but it's to when you are a an elite athlete and a crossover athlete you stand a much better chance because you've competed at a high level you understand you know how important it is that you, you know, take care of your business, take care of your body, do the right things, compete every down, all that. And as they, you know, in their time with TAG and the people that have worked to help them through the transition, it's, it's I think it's a no-brainer. I think we could see all three of them on NFL rosters of I'm, some I'm, time. I'm, we've got a fourth as yeah, well, the rookie yeah. guy as well, Ty Trevor, Doris. And I think all of those guys could make an NFL roster at some level, maybe as a practice roster player initially. You know, I think that the greatest thing about a kicker is, right, and this is one of the reasons why it's such an easier easier transition, the goalpost is the goalpost. It just, it, it's, you know, 10, it's yeah. 10 feet high and it's, it's this wide and, you know, the game, the ball is the ball, yeah. right? And so it's not the transition of, of having to learn all the intricacies of the game or all the other things. And, and also as well, people listening in the UK, there's loads of guys in the UK as well making it. The guy, the Welsh guy, uh, resell it. Yep. And not to talk about Henry, we, we, we were talking to Henry and he was very vocal about him. It's going to be a very interesting few weeks and months ahead. And I am taking a break. The only reason I'm coming back is if one of those guys gets signed. So you better hope they can sign. I'm taking a month and I'm TBC on the people's draft I'm, I'm taking a piss it, it, it'll be there here this is pretty cool Jeff I, it will be tough for me to go to go a month without I, 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 need, I, I need some time like my wife is the saint 
God, she is. And I, I tell you, she truly is. And, you know, Michael, you've done such a great job. And you've. There's Miles Garth. Yes, that is who <laughs> that Miles is Garth, right Jesus there. Christ. Yep. I, See, I, I'm I, freaking it, out. Like. It's, it's, it's like a little bit, you know, like if you're a fan of the NFL, you got, you got, it's the best seat in the house it's, because they all come right past prop, props Donovan them, McNabb. I mean, it's all of them. But props them because they put TalkSport here. Great guys. Jeff's on TalkSport this weekend at 10.30 on TalkSport Sunday night. 11.30. 10.30. Ten, okay, yeah. That time, 10.30. Something that I probably got that wrong. With Will Gavin, not Coombsy. Yep, and I, I had a... You've got a really, really bad nickname for Nasty, nasty Matt Coombs and Big Red Will Gavin. We're bringing it to you live from Las Vegas. Uh, we, we, we can't leave that anymore. You can listen <laughs> if, you're in, if you're in Ireland, Northern Ireland, DAB Republic online. If you're obviously in the UK, DAB Talksport. These guys have been very good to us, so please support them if you can. Uh, for now, can we mug it, man? All right, my man. Let's have an evening. Right. Where are we going tonight? Where are we going tonight? Uh, we're going to get some Guinness tonight, I think. I, I right. I right. <laughs> Do you what happened the overnight? Mark, Mark Hogan bought three Guinnesses. He says, can I have three pints? <coughs> can, I, can I have three pints of Guinness? $46. And they were literally about that size. And we were like, what the? Like, anyway. That, we'll, wouldn't, that wouldn't fly in Ireland. That, that, that wouldn't happen. kicked out of the country. <laughs> out of the Anywho, uh, peace out. We'll see you tomorrow from Radio Row. Uh, and it's up to Jeff to get the guests. You done a very good job today, Jeff. Yes, I did. And I'm going to wrangle some more tomorrow because there's plenty of them here. Aloha. This is Jeff Reinbold. We've enjoyed the show. And again, brought to you by 8H Sport. The official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Boom. Michael can say it just as quick as that. Good night. Good night. God bless. Long and fun.